welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, DPP, Moose himself, Mo Nuwara. We were all on the home dog last evening, and not even a real sweat. Right, guys? No, no sweat whatsoever. Raiders plus the three. Lock it up. Go to the window. Cash in your ticket. <laughs> what a disaster of an ending that was. Mo, you were watching this game. You're the resident chefs fan. You were in a bar in Chicago, A what I, uh, in my mind, see a depressed Chicago town since the Cubbies were eliminated from the MLB playoffs by the Dodgers. So... Take us through the experience of being in a salty Cubs bar, trying to get the Chiefs on one of the televisions, and then having that ending uh, blow up in your face like that. Oh, man, it was ridiculous. There was this one guy at the bar. <clears throat> okay, there was two guys at the bar besides besides me and my buddies sweating the Chiefs game. There was one guy who had a Priest Holmes jersey on. So he was a KC fan. And there was another guy who clearly had a little bit of money on the Chiefs. He kept... He, he was wearing his Kyle Schwarber jersey, and he kept popping over and yelling positive things when the Chiefs would make a good play and upset things when the Raiders would make a good play, which happened often. Uh, man, this Chiefs secondary, about as bad as I feared, guys. It's almost like Eric, good anymore. It's almost like Eric Berry's really good at football. <laughs> yeah, it's... He was the only thing holding this together, and uh, it's getting ugly. But outside of Barry, we we knew this coming in, right? I mean, we knew what the personnel was. Oh, Marcus we... Peters is good, but outside of that, I mean, the other side of this, the football field, man, Gaines and Mitchell are horrendous. That's why when the Barry thing happened, I was like, oh, that was a nice win, and that was cool to see, but the Chiefs are drawn dead. And, yeah, and, yeah. And Marcus Peters, the comp I've made all along, he's good in a D'Angelo hallway, too, because... He makes great plays, but then he's so aggressive that some of his aggression can lead to massive mistakes that help the other side go the other way. Uh, What about the Raiders, guys? What do we think? This has been a very weird season for a team that the public really liked, Vegas really liked. Uh, They really had a coming out party last year. I mean, their season win total, we all thought was too high at 10. I mean, we all faded Derek Carr in fantasy. But we thought this team would be good. We thought this team would contend in the AFC West and that their offensive line would be a good unit. Well, maybe save for Brett because Brett thought the Chargers were going to win consecutive, like 19 consecutive Super Bowls. <laughs> uh, but, but are the Chargers good? Are, are the Raiders good, uh, Brett? Are the, are, is this Oakland team good? Uh, I don't think so. I think they're a train wreck on defense outside of one player. Well, that's. I'll say the same thing you just said. We knew that, though. <laughs> Maybe you guys didn't know it last year, but this defense has been bad for a long time. Yeah. I I don't think the Raiders are a playoff team. I think they finished 8-8, eight and eight, maybe 9-7. and seven. Uh, I think they're right on the fringe there. I just, you know, the defense is really going to be a problem for them going forward. What about you, DP? You've always been pro-Raiders. What, what do you take from this this Oakland team so far? I think they're doing exactly what I thought they were going to do and regress this year. You're never going to progress when you have Jack Del Rio as your head coach. JDR. That guy is a clown. We need to figure out. We need to get the brains index. Like, you need to 
We we need a thirty two coach brain index. What their brains equate to, you know. I, I think that's a thing that needs to be made. All right, I can do the the brain rankings index. <laughs> the I deep, think that works. DP brain index. Yeah, I'm in. So the reason I've been doing a little bit of filler is we have we we always start the show with split games where two hosts are on either side of a game, and we don't have any split games this week, which is good. That's a good thing because our consensus picks creeping back up. We are 54.7% when all four hosts are on the same side and 53.1% when there is a majority, three hosts on the same side. Uh, really, the only one who's killing those majority picks is Brett because Brett is 9-1. 9-1 as a lone wolf. So those numbers, the, the 17 and 15 and majority picks, uh, they skyrocket to 16 and 6. 16 and 6 when three hosts that include Brett <laughs> are on the same side. So I'm I'm feeling good about uh the fact that we don't have any games that we're we're so divided on that it's split between the middle. We're always going to have the lone wolves. We're always going to have one host that just sees the game differently, but I'm excited to see all consensus and majority picks this week. So without further ado, let's get into the lone wolves. By the way, I hope you listened to the recap podcast on Tuesday and the DFS pod yesterday. On the recap, we looked at all the games we played last week, the five that we went three and two on, including that Colts Moose. And yesterday we gave you our DFS plays, and one guy we all love is Carlos Hyde against... The Cowboys, spoiler alert, Cowboys last in rush defense DVOA and last at defending the running back out of the backfield. So a little tidbit for you there. Lone Wolves, I'm going to keep going back to Burt Minotti to start the segment because he is the best. He is 9-1. and one, And he, like Mo, has a Lone Wolf in his top two. Brett, your number two pick is a road favorite. You loved him in the preseason process. You were off them for a hot second, but now you are back. Tell us why you love scamming them boys. Yeah, guys, what are we doing here? I'm looking at a good playoff football team coming off a tough loss against another really good football team. The Panthers lost to the Eagles last Thursday, which means they get three extra days rest to prepare for a team that's not very good. And the Bears... We're coming off an overtime road win against Baltimore. Stock low, stock high. The Bears ran the ball 54 times last week against only 16 passes. They won with takeaways and just sat on the ball the entire game. You can't get away with that against good football teams. Panthers rank sixth in run defense DVOA. Trubisky's going to have to actually go out and throw the football on Sunday. And who is he throwing to? Marcus Wheaton hasn't practiced all week. They cut Deontay Thompson. It's just Kendall Wright and Zach Miller out there running routes for the Bears right now. The injuries to Keekley and Benjamin are a concern, of course, for the Panthers, but I still think Carolina is just a far better squad. It's been two weeks for Trubisky. I still have no idea what this kid is because they haven't let him loose, and that strategy has worked so far. They've covered both games and nearly won both, but I think that ends this week. Carolina is just a far better squad and I, I can't believe you guys are picking the Bears here. 
Why? Tell me why. DP and Mo both have the Bears in their top five. Donnie has them a smidge higher than Mo, so I will let you go first, Donnie. Why do you love Chi-Town? Um, I mean, I, honestly, I had this game the other way to start my capping uh, when I was doing my preparation, <laughs> and then, and you, then, and then you put the as Bears I went on, you know, I said, I said, no, I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. I, I just, I can't. I have a change. I have a change of heart, guys. Um, I mean, listen. Heart? Wait, heart? Yeah, I have a, oh I had a, I had a change, a change of heart, but heart this is my rankings. own internal heart. This isn't heart that I'm projecting onto the players in the field because we all know how that doesn't work out unless it's Kirk Cousins. Uh, I mean, road favorites are 10-21 and one against the spread this year in the Super Contest. So picking the home dog has been a profitable, profitable venture uh, for everyone involved, uh, and I'm gonna stick with a lot of home dogs. Uh, you know this week and going forward in other weeks. I think that the Bears have shown us uh, a lot of really good things. Um, I mean, I don't think – I mean, Trubisky, he's a rookie. He's going to look really bad at times. Um, but I think that the Bears' defense can can keep them in this game enough. And I, I haven't been that impressed by Scam still. I think he's getting better, yes, but I'm still not that impressed by him. And, and the injuries do scare me a little bit uh, to Benjamin and Keekly. Bears the GOAT home dog thus far. They are 3-0. and oh. Against the spread as home dogs, tied with my New York fighting Jets for the same record. Mo, you also had the Bears in your top five. Tell us why. Yeah, what the hell are you doing, Brett? This is <laughs> this is Illum to a T, buddy. Public piling the road favorite, 75%, but the line moved down a point. There we go. From four to three. The Bears, they've been monsters at home. This defense, very frisky at home, coming through constantly. And I see no reason why they can't do it again against the Panthers squad that, well, missing their best player because they're always missing their best player because this guy has, man, over under 15 years before Luke Keekley dies of CTE. I mean, this is... Wow, that's a, that a flaming hot take. It's time to hang it up, buddy. You can't go 25 snaps without CTE. This Bears defense is just, I see them keeping this team in the game here. The Panthers are dealing with some tough injuries, and I just, I've really liked how this Bears defense has looked at home, and that combined with Illum, this one's going to be close. Yeah, Bears 16th in defense, DVOA. My, my biggest thing here, and I didn't have the Bears high, I had them towards the lower end of my card, is that this is the most public side of the week, the Panthers. According to the spread.com, they are getting, as most stated, 76% of the bets, and that is the highest number. Only There's four games where uh, the public is weighing in at 70% or higher, and uh, the Panthers top that list. So, Brett, I, don't, uh, I just don't think we can swallow a road favorite with that much public backing. That's fair. And I, I do hate that part of it. So I, I, I think this is the only game I actually took where I have the public side, especially this big, but I, I'm, I can't hop off the Panthers yet. I still think this team's legit. Yeah. And you've, and like I stated before, you have been the whole process. So this isn't like an off the ball wild card selection by Brett. He's got a Panther Super Bowl ticket. He's touted them in the preseason, so I, I understand the love. And as Brett noted, this is his only lone wolf, albeit his, his second highest pick. So let's go to Mo, who also has a very high 
Lone Wolf, and then he's got two more towards the bottom. But we'll start with the high one. It's another team on the road, but they're getting points. They're getting five and a half points. They're traveling from the Mid-Atlantic region to the, I guess, just the Mid-North-Mid? I don't even know what you would call Minnesota. <laughs> Mid-North? Central America? They're going... Sorry, part of the Midwest. Mid, is that Midwest? Is, is Minnesota is West enough to be part of the Midwest? I think so. <laughs> it's Ravens and Vikings. Ravens catching five and a half. Uh, Mo. I thought you hated Flacco. I thought you te- thought this team was a disaster. But no, you love the Ravens in the spot. You love them so much to put them at number two. What's going on? Guys, how bad are you at this? Come number on, two? This is, dude. This is, this is embarrassing that you guys are picked the Vikes. It's time to sell our Vikes stock, you guys. I know they've been great to us. I know they've, they've been our squad this year. But just looking at this matchup, guys. How are they going to move the ball? It feels like Diggs is going to sit. He hasn't practiced. Didn't play last week. Um, you know, Case Keenum, he's done his best. But this is the Ravens, guys. This is a little different than the Packers, okay? This looks like, for all the world, like it's going to be a defensive struggle. How is this just not 17-14 either way? Nobody is going to score here. This is going to look just like this Ravens-Bears game last week where nobody can move the ball. So if nobody can move the ball, give me the five and a half. It's going to come down to little things, penalties, maybe a turnover at a key moment. I just love the Ravens here, and I don't see how this game isn't low scoring and close. All right, let's look across the board here. Nobody was high on the Vikings. In fact, nobody was higher than Donnie, and Donnie had them as his fourth pick. So four out of 14, way at the bottom. DP, I'll let you weigh in first. Strong lean here, or is this uh, in coin flip territory for you? I shouldn't say strong, but coin flip, or do you have some confidence in this pick? Uh, it's, It's a confident coin flip, a weighted coin flip. How about that? I mean, I just, I can't get behind... Joe Flacco on the road against this Vikings defense. There's just absolutely no way that I can ever do that. I'm actually really shocked. Um, just given what we talked about on the recap podcast, or sorry, the DFS podcast. Um, and even Mo was in on that, just, you know, uh, Flacco being really bad. And now he's going to be backing Flacco, who continues to throw picks all year. He's thrown, what, eight all year. He's thrown two picks in three different games. The Vikings have six or seven turnovers on their side of the ball on defense. Um, so if you want to talk about not being able to move the ball, I look at the Ravens side and I don't look at the Vikings side who are at home, who are going to have, you know, be in their comfort zone, crowd behind their back. Jarek McKinnon looks all right. Uh, the ball has been moving around out of Case Keenum's hands just enough that I think that they're going to get the job done here. Yeah, I trust Case Keenum at home more than I trust Joe Flacco on the road against Minnesota. And again, didn't have this high. Brett and I, uh, we had this at Two, two out of 14, so not a ton of confidence. But in Zimmer, I trust. In Vikings at home, I trust. Under Mike Zimmer, this team has the best at home against the spread record as favorites. They are 13-6. and six. That's good for 68%. They just do the damn thing. And while I think this line might shade a tiny bit high, high enough that I don't have it higher on my card, uh, I still think Minnesota's the right side. I just see them winning this game like 21-10. to 10. 21-14 more often than that 17-14 type score. 
that Mo indicated. Uh, Brett, anything to add, good sir? Yeah, I didn't really know what to do here. The number is icky and completely fair in my eyes. I mean, the Ravens probably getting Brandon Williams back. That gives it a huge bump to that defense, but the offense is embarrassing. They've been semi-efficient at running the football, but the Vikes are elite at stopping the run. I really look forward to this coaching matchup. I love both these coaches. I think this is super fun uh, in that respect. But uh, this is, yeah, I'm just going to take the Vikings at home. When it comes to, if, it, if it's a coin flip for me, it's just Vikings at home. You love this coach who should probably be fired. Who? Which one? Why? John Harbaugh. Why, would, why should Harbaugh be fired? Because he hasn't done shit in, what, six to eight years, something like that? He's like barely breaks 500 every year. I mean, maybe, come on. Maybe guys eight years. They maybe won fire the, the GM. They won the what Super Bowl. Take? <laughs> they won the Super Bowl, and they've been the over that time period the third best team, if not the second best team in the AFC. Oh, so you're the second best team in a shitty conference. So the the you know the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills should be really happy doing that too in the division. No, who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. You play to win a Super Bowl, not just be the third team in your conference. Stop. No, John Harbaugh has been going downhill, and he continues to blame it on his offensive coordinator every year. It's one reason why he's had a different offensive coordinator for the past six years. If Harbaugh was fired, how many franchise how many franchises would fire their coach just to hire Harbaugh? Lining up. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's it's just about getting new blood in there. It's not. That's, it's it's not. This is not a Harbaugh thing. This is a Flacco thing. They're, it's about being healthy. This team hasn't been healthy in three years. Well, they're also dumping. 10% of their salary into a mediocre quarterback, which is never a winning strategy. So I, I tend to agree. While I love Ozzy, I tend to agree with Brett that this is more of a GM problem in giving Flacco that contract than it is a Harbaugh problem. Uh, two more lone moves for Mo. One of them's more towards the middle. The other is his dead last pick. The one more towards the middle, ooh, this is way off brand for Mo. Moe's laying five and a half on the road. So I guess the Disciple wasn't too far off in picking a road favorite this week. Five and a half on the road with the Hawks who return to the stadium where they won the Super Bowl, where they decimated the corpse of Peyton Manning. They're playing the Giants. Mo, you were shocked, more shocked than anyone at that Giants-Broncos game. You had the Broncos on your card last week. Is this, is this you just throwing that game out entirely and thinking the same? For this game, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. This is Hawks in just the most beautiful spot. Coming off a bye with the Broncos or the the Giants who are just absolutely beyond putrid on offense. And everyone was like, oh, oh, maybe the Giants will be competent after they saw last week when the Giants took all their money. They took everyone's money last week they even took my money so people people are thinking the giants are competent they're not this is what i told you guys that theory of first game all the injuries everybody comes together this is nba every year happens every time everybody comes together nobody believes in us you even heard them literally yelling that in their huddle pregame nobody believes in us they gave it their all. It was their Super Bowl, guys. It's going way the other way this week. Giants are going to be who they thought they were. They're not going to get a first down. I'm doubling down, Rich. Wow. Not going to get a first down. Hawks by a million. I actually really, I capped this honestly on the number, but I just, when I look at this game, I feel 
this is when we see the true giants. Public, dead even, 50-50 on this game. One person who is not is Burt Minotti. He's got the Giants again, nailed the lone wolf pick last week. Now he's got them in his top five, plus the five and a half at home. You love Eli. You love Evan Ingram. That That's a real love right there, Bert. I love Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard, and they get Sterling Shepard back this week. I think what happened last Sunday, betters just don't have a clue what happened. I think most are just chalking it up to a, a fluke. I think what's really going on here is the Giants are much better than people think, especially on defense where they wrecked Denver last week. Now back at home against Seattle, this matchup comes down to the trenches for me. The Giants have a massive advantage on the defensive line against Seattle's offensive line. According to Pro Football Focus, New York has a 14% advantage in run blocking, 39% in pass blocking. And as I said, the Giants get Shepard back this week. I've grown more in love with this Giants plus five and a half every time I look at it. I kept moving it up every time I was putting my car together. I think this is a great spot for the Giants. I think they're just better than everyone thinks. I wanted to love the Giants so much. And even looking last night and seeing that Pinnacle has moved this game to four and a half and we're getting a full point in value, I still couldn't put this on my card. So I put it sixth, uh, my sixth highest pick. I, I think it's a great side. I still don't believe the Seahawks are very good. I think they're above average. I, I still think their defense is tremendously talented. But the Giants' defense is good as well. And of course, some of their successes on Sunday night can be attributed to Trevor Simeon being horrifying at quarterback and a, a little bit of what Brett alluded to last week in Denver, maybe looking ahead and not getting up for that game. So I, I don't put that win entirely on the shoulders of Eli and company, but the Giants played well. And this this number's just it's just way, way, way too high for me. Uh, but again, there's just something about the Giants that it, in the range of outcomes is the Giants getting no first downs. Like, I'll tell you what it is about the Giants. They're fucking awful. <laughs> on one side of the one ball. Game on, on, on one side of the ball. They're a very good defensive team. Since when? One game? Since last year. They've played one good game. They've put I've... together 20 consecutive games of good defense. No, this is a joke. They were puke before last week. Maybe they were hurt. Eli Apple. Chargers passing all over them with dead arm fucking rivers yeah that's true that's true I'll, I'll give you that but more often than not over the last two years i've seen a very good giants defensive unit but there's certainly the no first down range of outcomes for eli donnie you were low you had the giants though anything to add in this contest mm, no i mean moe's just hasn't been moe all year so he's <laughs> completely wrong with this pick where does this line close uh, I can it go further south than four and a half? Can it go to four? It definitely doesn't get to a field goal. No, Maybe but Sharp's gonna get their shit pushed in. Then are you are you anti Sharp now, Mo? Are you just off the reservation? Who is this guy? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Sometimes Sharps do retarded things, and <laughs> last week they went all fucking in on the Browns, and if they do that again this week, they're gonna get. Their skulls bashed in. Oh, so you're alluding to your next pick, your last pick. Uh, you have this as your absolute last pick. You're, you're taking the Titans minus the five and a half, another road favorite. You, you finally are sticking to your guns on you will not take the Browns short of 14 points. I'm proud yep. of you, Mo. That's all this is. I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to click the Titans for heaps, 
because I actually capped this at seven and a half. But uh, obviously, when the public's seventy-two percent, I'm not going to be a complete idiot like Brett and put it as my number one play. Wait, seven and a half? Whatever the hell Brett was doing with that that other game. You ready for a big laugh? You ready for an even bigger laugh? You know where I thought Vegas was going to open this game? Minus and, 10. And by the way, I'm on the Browns, by the way. <laughs> this makes it even better. I, I thought Vegas was going to help hang. I have it right here in my notebook. I can take a screenshot and send it to the world. I thought Vegas was going to open this at 12 and a half. You know the Titans are on the road, right? I do. But who's betting the Browns? Who's going to the window and putting putting dollars down and sliding it to the cashier and the saying... The Browns couldn't have looked any worse last week but i don't even know if this is a pro football team anymore you have to have a qb who can physically get the football from his hand so is kaiser back somebody else wearing the same color is kaiser back brett you, you you touted him yesterday is that a thing is he like definitively back yeah he was named the starter i think they should play whoever the third quarterback is this week i don't even care about the other two hogan and Kaiser. i agree anymore. with that get i mean just give put someone else in there let's just go we'll get, back them get duke get duke in there duke's got to be able to throw the ball right we all grew up throwing football duke can he can run the wildcat i guarantee it right nobody was super high on the browns brett had him as his last pick i had him as my third to last pick well, I guess Donnie, you had him in the middle of the pack. You're you're just Believeland. You're just still all in on this team. I'm all in on the Browns. Mo is a complete fucking moron. Not even just this whole podcast, but all year it seems like I don't really know what's happened to you, Mo. If like you got dropped on your head before the season started, what's been going on? What you're drinking in the water down there, um, in in the Midwest. Uh, but yeah, seventy three percent on the Titans. Another home dog here. Give me the Browns. I will die uh, betting on the Browns. And <laughs> if I have to, I have to. But let's go. <laughs> Die here lies Donnie. He died betting on the Browns. Love it. So Mo's Your got bankroll is what's gonna die betting on the <laughs> yeah. Browns. Mo's got Ravens, Hawks, Titans. On to Donnie. He has a lone wolf right outside of his top five. It is a classic anti-jinx pick. Donnie, sky is falling. It's over. Dynasty over. He's taking the Falcons. He's worried. His house is on fire. Donnie, give us the anti-jinx bullshit as to why the Falcons don't get their doors blown off on Sunday night. Hmm, I don't know. Have you seen this Patriots defense? The Patriots defense who has given up 300 passing 300 passing yards to opponents in all six games this year, which is the first time in NFL history that a defense has ever done that. In fact, it was the first time that the defense had ever given up five 300-yard passing games in a row in a season. This Patriots defense is so bad, and now they have to have uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, those two pass-catching running backs all come into to New England. I mean, yes, they're in the range of outcomes is the fact that the you know the Falcons just totally shit their pants out there and don't do a good job and just totally throw up a dud, and the Patriots are the Patriots. But what I've seen this year is that this is not the Patriots of old. This is just another above-average football team with a really good quarterback, a good offense, and a really shitty fucking defense. It's going to be a long season for us Patriots fans. I, I'm I'm very surprised. This would have been my number one pick if it wasn't for the fact that it's the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, who can just totally fucking blow up and just throw up three points in Gillette. But at the end of the day, 
I'm shocked that uh, I'm a lone wolf here because this seems like a great spot, uh, you know, for the Falcons. And I'm surprised that you guys are so um, overwhelmingly backing the Patriots here when they haven't looked good all year long. And the Falcons have looked how? Losing at home to the Bills, losing at uh, home stock, to the Dolphins. Stock low. Yeah, they just blew a 17-point lead at home to the Dolphins. Big deal. The stock. That's when you buy. Stock, That's when you buy, Rich. Come stock, on. Stock is not high in the Patriots at all. They just got out to a 14 nothing deficit against the Jets. And the nation, the entire world, talked about that ASJ fumble. Nobody is giving the Patriots any credit. If, if we go back in the Rolodex of Bill Belichick coaching in New England, and we looked at public perception when the Patriots were giving 3.5 points at home, there is no way... It is where it is right now at 50-50. This game, in any other year during the Brady-Belichick era, this game is like 80-20 public perception in favor of the Patriots. This is Patriots rape and pillage on Sunday night. This is classic. This I feel like Brett in week two. This is Belichick blinders. This, li- this line should be minus six. I- I'm, I'm shocked at how low this line is. I think the Patriots, I have this as my third pick. There's two absolute slam dunks that I have above it, but I absolutely love this Patriots side. It will be the only time in our lives that we get to be on a non-public Patriots side. It's the only time in our lives that this chance is ever going to happen, and we're not going to take it because Donnie has the fucking Falcons. Brett, you also have the Patriots in your top five. Talk about it. Yeah, stock slow on the Falcons, but maybe that's because they suck. I mean, we were all so low on this team coming into the season, and now they're 3-2 and two coming off that home loss to Miami. I said before the season the Falcons wouldn't make the playoffs. I'm standing by that. I don't think this team is any good, and, and neither is New England, but I think the Patriots are at least two points better on a neutral field. So we're getting line value here. This Falcons offense looks bad, and I think a lot of it has to do with Steve Sarkeesian, which we talked about before the season, and that conservative play calling we saw last week, that's not how this team operated last year. And just this week, now Sarkeesian got punished by Dan Quinn. He can't call plays from the sideline anymore. So you're taking your play caller out of his comfort zone. I don't know. I I think this Falcons team is a mess. I think the Patriots just win by like three touchdowns this week. I think it's, like you said, Rich, this is a roll show. Mo, what do you got? Falcons offense looks awful. They're fourth in DVOA. I did mean, you watch the game last week? I did not get to see much of that game. But it's that's the reason I'm not very excited about this Pats. I wanted to love this Pats line. But, man, this one, I just I don't know what to do with this one. This one is just feels like the one of the weirdest lines of the week. Like Rich said, and I said this even to my friend when we were talking about some of the lines. This is like the only time I've ever seen the public not piling the Patriots as short favorites. This is the one time in our lives we will ever get this opportunity. I don't understand it, but at the same time, man, you look at the matchup of this Patriots defense versus this Falcons O, and ugh, man, I can't click on a favorite. I mean, I did click on the pad, but I mean, they had their mind two-pointer I can't click on a favorite I can't get a stop that's just always a thing for me if 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 I'm laying points you got to be able to get a stop I don't know if the Patriots can get a stop I would take the Patriots if I have to make a bet on this but uh, I just want to stay away from this one Matt Ryan on grass outdoors 
how many times have we seen uh, classic Donnie narrative? How many times have we seen Matt Moran pee down his pants in this spot and just look horrific? Oh, lo- lots of them. That's why this isn't my number one pick. It would have been if it wasn't for that shit. Pats by pillage. I'm upset that this won't be on the card. Uh, Donnie, your other two lone wolves are very low. We'll keep it in the AFC East. You're taking my fighting Jets. You're taking them plus the three in Miami. And you've also are laying the five and a half with the Steelers against the Bengals. That one's a little more questionable. And there'll be some yelling. But let's quickly go through Jets Dolphins. What's going on here? I'm a little bit surprised by this one as well, but hey, I mean, I'll stand on an island if I have to. I have no problem being a loner. Um, I'm happy to do so. I mean, we all know what happened last time when the Jets, uh, you know, they trounced the Dolphins, what was it, 20 to 6 uh, up in New York. I mean, I don't think that that sort of scoreline is going to happen again, but I think we're going to see a close divisional rivalry game here. Um, and I think there's a pretty decent chance that the Jets went outright. I will say that uh, this is my three pointer, so I'm not putting a ton of stock into it. Um, you know, so I, I don't have a huge lean either way, but if I'm going to pick a team here, I'm going to pick the Jets. They seem to be uh, much more into this season all around as opposed to the Miami Dolphins, who I think are both stubborn and stupid uh, at the same time, especially on offense, which is not a good combination at all. I'm the highest here on the Dolphins. I just think it's a tremendous spot for Miami. We're four weeks removed away from the Dolphins being six-point road favorites against the Jets. And we all knew that line was wrong. But if we were, if that game were to be played in Miami, that means Miami would have been minus 12 based upon public perception and what Vegas is doing to set their lines. And now all of a sudden, four weeks later, they go from minus 12 to minus 3. Now, I think it's probably closer to that minus three in all fairness, but it's certainly certainly not as low as three based upon four weeks of football. So I just think we're getting pretty good line value here. Dolphins defense, I think, is a real thing. Their front four is a terrible matchup for a Jets offensive line, which is mainly just patchwork to date. Jets have been hot. They put together four good performances in a row despite losing last week. Three wins and then a very competitive performance against New England. I think it's a very big letdown spot for the Jets, and I can see the Dolphins winning by actually a pretty large margin here. I wanted to love the Dolphins, but just couldn't put them higher on my card. Uh, Brett and Mo, you both had them below the fold. Mo, you had them closer to the middle. What are you seeing here with Miami? Well, you said it, Rich. Uh, it's the it's the Miami D-line. This is like the only good unit in this game. So, I mean... The Dolphins have more talent. I think we can all agree on that. And then they're minus three at home. It's just a little too short for me. They've got to be minus four or minus three and a half, I think. I just can't. I can't get behind only minus three. So give me the Dolphins. I don't love it, but I like it. Brett, coin flip territory. Anything to add for the fish? Yeah, I mean, I wanted to put the Dolphins higher. Like, give me Matt Moore. And this is probably in my top five. It would just be an Ajayi run straight game. But Cutler could just give this away, trying to attack some of these good Jets defensive backs. And they do have some good defensive backs. That's my big worry here. So I kind of threw it to the bottom. What if I give you Jay Fiedler, top five? Jay Fiedler right now? <laughs> or Jay Fiedler 10 in his years prime. Ago? In his prime. Jay Fiedler legend. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably have the Dolphins higher. All right, let's go a little a rung lower then. Let's go Pat White in his prime. No chance. <laughs> that dude was awful. All right, so no chance on Cleo Lemon then as well. Nope. <laughs> okay, we, we we found the Mendoza line, and it is Jay Fiedler. All right, let's start yelling at Donnie. Uh, he's laying the five and a half with the Steelers. We all have the Bengals in our top five. Donnie, please explain to us why uh, why you're laying. I feel like you were pro Bengals on the recap podcast too. What's going on here? Uh, I mean, this I've done this a couple times this year uh, in terms of when I don't know what the hell I want to do with the side, I just pick the side that is, I think, the better team, and I eat all the points if I happen to eat all the points. In this case, I'm picking the Steelers. I think that they're just the better team, um, and I'm eating the points. So you guys can have at it. Don't come at me too hard because I actually don't really give a shit. This pick is a joke. Yeah, Mo, you're the highest. Go, go, go. This pick is a joke. The Bengals are pretty good. Just erase those first two weeks from your memory because they've resembled a pretty good professional football team for the past month. So I don't know what the hell anybody could be doing to lit. Did you guys watch that game last night? I mean, Donnie, did you watch that game? Last night? Raiders Chiefs? Yes. We, I don't understand what what does that game have anything to do with this game? I, I think because we're I think we're doing some right pi- spot for the Steelers. Yeah, we're doing some Pythagorean here. <laughs> yes, that was the get right spot for the Steelers. You you see the Chiefs secondary, you get right. Man, this Bengals defense is a mile better than the Chiefs defense. And there's no way, and there's just no way, the Steelers are marching all over them like they did against the Chiefs. So. Gino Listen, at, the Bengals have played Gino one plug game up the middle, and then Ben going to do his washed up Ben things and throw the ball at some DBs. Minotti, what you got on the Bungles? Yeah, I mean, this is just law of division rivalry for me. If you go back and look at the history of the series, a lot of close smash mouth games. Both these defenses look great right now. Third and fourth in defense DVOA. So I think we're going to see a low-scoring game, and that benefits the Bengals as five-and-a-half-point dogs. This this Bengals defense, after they got Vontez Burfecht back, looks phenomenal. And I, th- you, know, you talked about the first two weeks. You can throw those weeks out because they didn't have Vontez Burfecht. Yeah, he's as dirty as he is. <laughs> he is oh, he, I, I hate the guy. I think he should be out of the league, but he he gets he gets shit done. He is the engine that gets that the middle of that defense going. Yeah, I... I don't know what are the Bengals that much worse than the Steelers? Aren't these two teams kind of like the Spider-Man meme, just looking at each other and pointing at each other? This, this is, line should be three and a half. Yeah, these these two teams are very similar. I said two two weeks ago, I believe it was when the Bengals were on by. Grab that Bengals plus five hundred to win the division. I think it was great value at the time. Don't know what the number is right now, but hopefully coming after, off a of buy. Two weeks to prepare for their division rival. Get out of here. Yeah, this is a this is a great spot for Cincinnati, and uh, I don't know how you can how you can pass up getting what as Moa said looks like a couple points of of line value here. So the Lone Wolves, DP's got Falcons, Jets, Steelers. Brett has Panthers. And Mo has Ravens, Seahawks, Titans. No lone wolves for your boy. All consensus and majority picks for yours truly. 
All right, time to select the card. And based upon last week's results, the order is the same. Brett, myself, Donnie, and then Mo anchoring the collective before we turn to the machine for the fifth and final pick. Brett, you're up first. Oh, I'm anchoring. <laughs> Brett, you're up first. You came strong all week with this take. You love the new quarterback. You love the spot. Give us the home dog you're putting on the card. Yeah, I've got the Packers plus five and a half at home against New Orleans. This is the most absurd line of the year so far. Chad Millman over at the Action Network wrote on Thursday, this line was projected last week at Green Bay minus five and a half with Aaron Rodgers in the lineup. It is, it's changed by 11 points. 11 points after that Rodgers injury. And also factored in here, the Saints' 52-point performance against the Lions last week where the defense scored three touchdowns against a hobbled Matt Stafford. People who work in football media, people who actually get paid to say things about, about football, are believing the Saints are a top defense in the NFL right now. On what planet yeah, I don't, is I, that true? I don't understand that take from people. People that I think are smart, too, are saying that. Yeah, this defense is horrific against the run, and they're going to see a lot of that this week with Brett Hundley under center for Green Bay. We talked about this kid on yesterday's DFS pod. He's super athletic. He can make plays with his big arm and his legs. This kid's no joke. And the market is telling us he's 9 to 11 points worse than Aaron Rodgers. And people are buying into it. Nearly 60% betting the Saints so far. And the, meanwhile, the line has dropped to plus 4 on Pinnacle. This is, this is the most beautiful spot. Everything lines up. Easily my top play of the week. And this is just, this is auto play for me. This was everybody's top play but Donnie. Donnie had it as his second play. My biggest fear, Brett, especially given that line movement that you gave, that this does feel like such a free space. Are we afraid that this will be popular in the contest? Or yeah. will the, the stink of Brett Hunley... I be, can't see it, yeah. Yeah, will that keep people away? I kind of feel the same way, Mo. I think it'll be in the top 10. I don't see it being anywhere near like the, the most popular pick. And I don't mind it being in the top 10 at all. Because I, I really I think this is a free play. I will be blown away if this is in the top five. This is a layup, but it sh it should be in the top five, but it won't be. Gold top five? Although gold's gotten real. Superkaga's gold has gotten kind of weird. I thought that was... Yeah. I was touting that as sharp to start the season, and then some of those consensus picks have been uh, out there, to say the least. DP, anything to add on the pack? Only reason that this is my, isn't my number one is because I needed to make sure that my number one got in. <laughs> Aaron so, Jones is going to shred. But yeah, I agree with everything Brett said. This line is the biggest joke of a line I've seen in, in the last five years. I mean, it's just stupid. All right. I will go to my selection next. This is just rule of NFC East for me. I've got the Washington racial slurs getting five on Monday night football against the Philadelphia Eagles. You guys know how I feel about the Eagles. Not a Wentz fan. Don't believe in this defense whatsoever. So I think Kirk Cousins and them boys should have no problem moving the ball. We could get Josh Norman back, which would be an addition, but I did not cap this nor pick this expecting 24 to be back in the lineup. So that would just be uh, a surplus for us. But I just think it's a beautiful spot. I, I don't know why they're giving the extra points. I think you just hang the three here and let it be. Washington has the bitter taste of losing on opening uh, Sunday at home against this team in a spot where Kirk Cousins was fumbled 
where he didn't fumble, and the Eagles rumbled it back for a touchdown. So that's fresh on their mind. And I also think that uh, we saw Washington sleepwalk a little bit last week in that Niners game in preparation for this game. Uh, All things point to me to a slurs cover, and I would not be surprised whatsoever if they won outright in Philadelphia. They just might be the best team in the NFC East. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities. Donnie, you also had this on your card. Brett had this on the bubble as did Mo, Brett, I'll go to you first. You had him high. Any trepidations about having Kirk Cousins on the card? Well, this is a tough one because I'm an Eagles truther. I think this team is fantastic. Uh, but I also think the Redskins are good. And this is just another, another division rivalry here. Uh, the Eagles have been known to put up stinkers at home. Uh, that said, I think this line's pretty fair. I mean, outside of my top four or five picks, I had a really tough time with this card this week. So uh, this could have easily been near the bottom for me. But that said, uh, I, I'm i okay with it. I, I get the spot. I understand why uh, you're so high on it. Mo, are you ready to curse Kirk Cousins on Monday night? I hope not, because I think Kirk Cousins should shred in this spot. Still don't understand how the Eagles are stopping people with this secondary. Uh, I know they're good up front, but... Washington has a solid O-line, so should be a pretty good matchup. I like the spot, but I don't, you know, it's not one of my top plays, but I could actually, I think definitely if I get five, I'm firing real money on the slurs this week. Yes, this line has moved to four and a half on Pinnacle as well, so we're getting a half point of value, and honestly... I could see that fall. I, I think that's more likely to come closer to a field goal than the the previous game we discussed with a lot of line movement, which I'm stalling to get, which is uh, Seahawks Giants. I don't. I I think this game has a realistic chance to close at like three and a half, as opposed to uh, that game, which would give us tremendous line value. All right, DP, you really wanted to make sure this game got on the card. And you didn't have to because it was number two in the aggregate. It is a home dog. It is a team facing an NFC East team. Tell us why you love CJ Beathard and them boys. Yeah, I uh, love the 49ers here uh, at home getting six and a half against the Dallas Cowboys. 70% of the public is on the Cowboys as a road favorite. I said it earlier, road favorites are 10, 21, and 1 against the spread this year in the Super Contest. Line has already dipped down to six. Um, I mean, I tried to tell you guys last week, Rich vetoed me out. We still got the win either way, so I'm not too up in arms about it. But outside of week one, the 49ers have been in every single game by three points or less when the final score uh, is put up on the scoreboard um, in the last five weeks. Three, two, three, three, and two are the totals that they've lost by. So I like San Francisco to be able to stay in this game, most importantly, um, against that Dallas defense, who I don't think is good. Um, you know, overall, San Fran is ranked 26 in DVOA, but Dallas isn't that much better. They're ranked 21st. Um, the Niners, like I said, should be able to move the ball against that Dallas defense, uh, spread it out, throw it. We love Carlos Hyde this week. I love Carlos Hyde this week. I think he's going to have a big game both running and in the passing game, catching the ball. And then lastly, I think there's a little bit of a look-ahead factor here that could come into play, not too much, but enough to, to give it a mention here. You know, Dallas can't fall too far back of both Philly and Washington. They're playing this weekend, but they're playing on Monday night, so this game's going to have to play ahead of time. Um, so I just think that, you know, 
when you're looking ahead to playing Washington next week and you know that you're chasing him, you might look at the 0-16 that you're playing this week and say, you know what, this is going to be a cakewalk. We're going to move on. I don't think that there's any sort of cockiness in that Dallas locker room. It comes down from above with Jerry Jones. So could be a little bit of a look-ahead spot here as well. Brett, you were the lowest on this game. Five out of 14 this is a consensus pick, though, and I said it is the highest pick in the aggregate. What are your concerns here with San Francisco? Uh, I like the spot for the 49ers, but the rookie quarterback facing a team off the bye makes me a little nauseous. I will give Beathard one thing over Brian Hoyer. He's not going to do stupid shit on the field. Uh, Beathard takes care of the ball. That's what this team needs is a game manager. He has the talent around him to move the ball without getting out of line, uh, but I don't think this kid's all that good. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong. I was shocked when they drafted him that early in the, in the draft. I think it was a third round pick. That was amazing to me. So I, I don't know. I I really don't know what to expect out of this kid. Do we, we got to trust Cal Shanahan, right? Got to trust his eyes. Yeah. And Shanahan, we trust. He, uh, that what the thing that has resonated the most with me recently is I, and this is going to sound cold. I like that they cut Navarro Bowman. It's like, hey, dog, this is a new team, new blood. We're not just going to trot out the old musty veterans and just put them on the field just because they've been here for a while. And then, I mean, that's cold. That's the NFL, though. Like, I don't understand why the Raiders not only snatched him up but played him. Like, that dude is washed. Kareem Hunt bowled that dude over last night. I think it was a, a late third quarter run. Navarro had him squared up, and Kareem Hunt, who he has to be like 40 pounds lighter than him, just wrecked Navarro Bowman square for square. And but what happened to him? He was he was good last year. It I, it's just father time, man. Like how is how does he drop off that fast? It's it's he can't cover, man. Father time gets you, man. 29 as a linebacker that's put in as as many downs as he had, and Bowman had a couple injuries as well. I mean, that's it, it's tough to be. 29-30 and play inside linebacker in this league. You have to be a supreme athlete. And some, you know, father time, undefeated. <laughs> and just, Bowman is not the exception. But I just like what Shanahan's doing here. I like I like how he's formulating the team. Him and McVay, man, they just, they, they I swoon for them because I love the way that they think. I love the types of personnel they put together, the types of the, the play calling that they show on Sunday. And I, you know, I like that Shanny has the balls to just roll out Bethard here. I like that he's the balls to take him in the third round. And I think those types of things can resonate within the locker room as well. So I think this is a great spot as the home dog. I have this as my fourth highest pick. Mo, you had this fourth highest as well. Anything to add on the Niners? Everything Brett said is true. I am very scared of Bethard. Because he was awful in college. He wasn't good. He literally wasn't a good quarterback and unprofesh. So I don't know how the hell he can be good and profesh. But at the same time, Dallas isn't good. This team isn't good. How the hell can they be minus six on the road? Even off a bye. No thank you. Bethard to carry. Carry Kittles. We got the Iowa connection going on Sunday. All right, Mo. Like I said, you're the anchor. This is a pick you are you were baffled when this was one of your lone wolves. You are super strong on the other side. 
You got to convince us. this It's going on the carb. You really got to convince us about this Ravens pick, Mo. What the hell, man? I just don't get you guys. Just laying five and a half with a mediocre Vikes team. This is going to be close. Just trust me. That's it? We're just supposed to trust you? That wasn't a very... Trust you? We tried to fucking trust the Ravens <laughs> once this year, and they fucking sucked ass. I can't believe we actually have fucking Joe Flacco on the card. On the road! He's the worst... Though wow. we picked some bad fucking quarterbacks, okay, on this podcast, we picked it. some shitty fucking quarterbacks, and now we have to deal with Joe fucking Flacco going up to Minnesota against that defense. I was just amazing. I was just about to say we had Kevin Hogan on the road last week, so we're just, we have no room to talk. We're I would die. A pile of points Hogan. here. This is a pile of points <sighs> for a great defense against a mediocre at best offense. Zimmer. Great defense. Goat Zimmer. I hate fading Goat Zimmer. We got just as good of a coach on the other side. We're fine. Not according to Donnie. <laughs> Donnie's clueless. <laughs> That's fine. You can call me clueless, but this fucking pick is beyond moronic. I cannot believe you're doing this. I can't believe all the injuries we have to fade here for the Ravens. Well, this yeah, team that... is a fucking infirmary right now. They do get Brandon Williams back, but my God, what is this injury report? Yeah, there's a lot of injuries. That's, Jimmy Smith. That's the uh, point. That's the point I wanted to make is if you go to uh, the practice report at RotoWire and you control F for DNP, the columns next to Baltimore light up like it's fucking Christmas. I think some of these are just the team being conservative, though. I mean, Jimmy Smith played last week. A little veteran rest. It seems that way to me. I don't know, man. I don't know. We will see if any. What are the veto rules? I need to know. <laughs> well, I fired mine last week, but I put a winner in for a winner. So I no, what does longer, that mean? I no longer have a veto. In order to retain your veto, you need to put in a winner for a loser. You lose your veto if you put a winner for a winner or a loser for a loser on the card because it never doesn't really change the outcome. If, however, you put in a loser and take out a winner, then the host that you vetoed will have a free veto against you at any time with no consequence. And I can put any game in. Any game that you have. That is correct, good sir. But it has to be, it has to, I have to have had picked that side. Well, yeah, don't fucking put in a game you didn't pick that makes what, no yeah, why would sense. You not want what what kind because of- I can go, what if I want to go by everything that was said on this podcast that you guys then convinced me to change my mind? Well, I, I would hold off on that because I'm just, I'm just preparing myself to think while the machine does her fucking thing. Well, I think, I think the machine is going to spit out something that is uh, on your mind. So let's oil her up. She's lost four in a fucking row. Let's get it together, collective. Come on. Let's fire up and see what happens. The collective chooses the Cincinnati Bengals. Got them. All right. Let's go. So you That being work. said, my whole card is on this. The oh. whole card is my card, basically, so I'm a little nervous. Uh, except for bears. But yeah, you're you've been you have been woke lately. Uh, what's what's the second highest uh, pick? So, so let me go through some stuff right here. So here are the picks. 
Brett took the Packers. I took the racial slurs. Donnie took the Niners. Mo took the Ravens. And the collective selected the Bengals. In the aggregate, there were there was one game that did not make the card that would have made it in the old style. That was the Rams, minus three and a half in jolly old London town. In addition to that, there are three other consensus picks that didn't make the card. Bills, Colts, and Chargers. All right, let's go. Veto time. Uh-oh. See if this... God damn it. Ghetto sirens. I don't have my my computer plugged in, so ghetto sirens in the background. All right, that's enough. That's enough. That's A-plus production value. All right, DP. Firing off your veto. What do you got, kiddo? Uh, Chargers in for Mo. The Chargers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where did that come from? The Chargers. That's my third highest pick. I'm going with it's It's a consensus pick. It is my third highest, and it gets that idiot Joe Flacco off the fucking card. Isn't, oh is God. this a consensus pick? Because Rich didn't say it was. Yeah, it's consensus pick. Okay. Rams. I don't know, you guys. The consensus picks that didn't make the card were Rams, Bills, Colts, Chargers. Aren't we losing like a point and a half line value already? Yeah, on the this, this, this is a pick 'em on Pinnacle. Do you, do you, do you, are you still feeling this strongly? That's my yes, one and a half is a fucking pick 'em. Who gives a shit? Anything less than two is a pick 'em. Let's go. Uh, don't yeah, think, that's my don't biggest think, problem. Guys, just fucking jump, okay? I am with you. But are we with you? That's the question. I'm not. But whatever. Good luck with your veto. I can't <laughs> wait to fucking take away one of your picks later because this is trash. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Explain yourself, Donnie. Yeah, why you, you love the Chargers? You need to continue. You can't just. I, I've been not high on the Broncos all year, um, even coming into the year. Uh, I think that we talked about that uh, largely in lead up. I don't think that the. I think the Broncos at home are a totally different team than the Broncos on the road. I think that the Broncos. We're starting to see them come back to earth. Um, those first what four or five weeks that they played, they looked sky high. They looked amazing. Um, but I think now uh, we're seeing the real Trevor Simeon, not the Trevor Simeon that was masquerading as, you know, the next fucking Aaron Rodgers out there, whatever the hell he was doing. Um, and, yeah, I like the Chargers. I think that the Chargers are extremely slow starting. I think that they're going to get a little bit better each week. I think that this is a huge spot for them, and I don't think that they're going to let us down. One thing going in Donnie's favor is that the Broncos are the third most popular pick so far. According to the spread, seventy-three percent. That is one thing that is going in his favor. I will say that. Yeah, I wanted to love the Chargers, but man, what the hell was that line move? One and a half points. Uh, another good thing about the Chargers is that we can always play this clip. And now go Chargers, go! Yeah, so we got that. Isn't this just going to be a home game for the Broncos? <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. There might be more Broncos fans, but whatever. Donnie wants to do his Donnie thing. <laughs> we, and just we, we ruin most click entirely. Click random buttons. Davidi Katai of handicapping. <laughs> no one knows who Davidi Katai is. Now. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> I was going to make a poker reference before. If you guys Google image search CJ Beathard, total, total dead ringer for Matt Jarvis. Dead ringer. 
Oh, that is good. <laughs> Mo is so mad right now that oh, I took out his, his brave and stuff. That's why I'm just letting this thing keep going. I mean, so what? I, I don't I mean, want my whole card to be the card. So, I mean, I his let's go. Mo's Mo's whole persona just totally flipped 180. Collective is smarter than me, and we don't want my whole card on there. But <laughs> nope, don't you have don't you have a really big tournament today? I probably shouldn't have done this. No, my God. Yeah, this Thank Ravens you. pick is a good pick, guys. I'm telling you, this is a good pick. But whatever. <laughs> Go ahead, let let Donnie click his random buttons. Davidi could die of capping. This is the one week I didn't want the Chargers on our card. Yeah, Brett, we need to take your temperature here. Is, it's just it's, it's what I just said. This is not a home game for the Chargers. The Broncos fans are going to travel, and that place is going to be loud when the when the Chargers have the ball. Last night, huge for the Chargers, though, right? Huge that the che- the chefs took another loss. Yeah, the uh, the the Super Bowl path is a little clear now. Let's for the go. Let's Chargers. Go. He can't even finish his sentence. Yeah. Uh, man, this is. Uh... I don't like this one. I, I picked the Chargers, but this was this was ultimate coin flip territory for me. Yeah, it was a consensus, but Brett had it as third bottom, Mo third bottom. I had it at the very bottom. So not- guys, I will say these these Denver injuries on offense. Woo. Yeah, no Manny. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. No Manny for Denver. Simeon, I mean, they say he's fine with the uh, the AC joint, but. Who knows? Uh, you know, and Demarius playing hurt. I mean, I don't know how he finished the game last week. Something Benny Fowler, their top receiving option we, right now. We make fun of DT a lot, but he really give him credit. In a in a game where they were down by infinity, he toughed out those those last like five six minutes for Denver last week. But he has been a DNP and then a limited participant in practice so hopefully uh you know hopefully he trips on the on the way to board the airplane (laughs) like drawing live oh yeah cody latimer isn't d is hasn't played either so yeah i guess benny fowler wr1 you're getting you're talking us into it dp that's not a good spot to be in by not saying anything (laughs) Uh, listen i what do you what do you want me to say i made the pick all right so the card you guys need to get the fuck on board. The truck is fucking started. <laughs> the card. Rich, we should go to the fucking game. The card. We no. can Nancy Kerrigan, Trevor Simeon. Oh, my God. No, well, not Trevor. We need Nancy Kerrigan like Von Miller. Uh, the yeah, card. that's the guy you're worried about. Or Keeb Tlaib. The card. Packers plus five and a half. Racial slurs plus five. I was almost said Ravens. Uh, Bengals plus five and a half. Niners plus six and a half, and the s- no longer San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers minus one and a half, despite the game being in a pickup. Let's go collective. <laughs> Send your pick to us via Twitter at Gridiron Gamble or email Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Best of luck in your betting and fantasy ventures this weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. Peace. Oh.